When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Who dat? And welcome back to the Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm Rios as always, Brendan Ertle. Tonight, just me breaking down this game, uh, this preseason game. Just wrapped up, just wrapped up with the post-game interviews and everything like that. Talking to all the players. Um, first off, Saints fall 20-10. to They fall to 0-2 in the preseason. Obviously, doesn't really matter what the result of these games are. Um, if you win or lose, you, of course, you'd like to win just because of competition. Especially a game like this when... You know, they practiced with them all week, and it felt like, you know, the Saints pretty much, quote-unquote, won a couple practices here and there. So it's something that you would like to win just from a competitive standpoint. But, you know, it's it's not going to kill you. It's, it's not it's not roster changing or anything like that. Um, my first note, Dennis Allen did a good job this game. Uh, Ronald Curry, the quarterback coach, called plays for the Saints. It made sense. He said, you know, with COVID and things like this, you never know. Um, COVID isn't a huge big deal right now, but you never know. You know, like Drew Locke was supposed to start this week for the Seahawks and start, you know, a good amount of time, and he gets COVID and he's out. So it's just good to have, you know, guys that are ready and prepared to do that. So I thought Ron Curry did a really good job calling plays. There was, you know, tons of situations where you you just don't know, and it's just kind of the preseason, and, you do what you do, and you go with the flow. But this game was very interesting. So there was a ton of Saints that did not play. This was a game where, you know, a majority of the quote-unquote starters slash solid players didn't play. Ian Book gets the full game. I was interested to see if uh, Costello was going to play at all, KJ Costello. He did not. It looked like maybe for a second he was warming up there to go in, but just never went in. It was a full Ian Book game, and here is what I will say. It was a fine game. It was an okay game. The mistakes make it a bad game. It makes it a horrible game. A fumbled handoff for the third time. And a fumbled handoff 
and not even handoff. A fumbled snap, which is something that's so fundamental, something that has nothing to do with the person that's beside you. It's all about the center to quarterback exchange. It looked like this one was just off Ian's palms, just never grasp it hard enough. And it gets kicked up to the Packers and they return it and it goes into points for the for the Packers. Part of the reason why they lost. Another issue. An interception to Taysom Hill. Now, that wasn't necessarily his fault, Taysom Hill on the route, but it was a pass that should have never been thrown because it probably would have been, you know, a risk of being intercepted, and it was definitely gonna be batted away. It was great coverage by that linebacker, whoever was guarding Taysom on that play. There was other options, you know, Olave ran up the seam. You take a shot with that. I mean, there's just different things like that where you can't be doing this as a third string quarterback against, you know, a lot lots of backups. Ian Book went 16 for 28, 113 yards, a touchdown, a pick. Uh, the thing I talked about in the, the pregame was he needs to cut down on the sacks. He did do a good job on that. And here's what I'll say it was a fine game. Ian Book's game is nothing to do with his arm. I mean, he's a talented quarterback. He can definitely sling it. But his strength is his running. And, you know, when there was pressure, he didn't, you know, run around backwards. He went upfield, stepped up in the pocket, gained yards. And uh, let's see here, his rushing totals, he had seven carries for 49 yards, 27 yard long. That's where he's going to make his mark in this league. He's never going to start. He's going to have to fight for a backup role. But if he wants to be a backup in this league, he's going to have to do his, what, what his strong points are. And that's that's a strong point for him. Uh, he's a really good runner. And, you know, that's how Taysom Hill kind of started his gig was running the football. Now, Ian Buck will never be Taysom just because of his size and strength. But, you know, it definitely wasn't a game where you feel comfortable saying, yeah, that's my quarterback three or, yeah, that's my future quarterback two. So I still think he's got work to do. I don't think you necessarily cut him yet. I mean, he had his moments, and, I mean, every quarterback three has their moments and has their issues. So a talented guy like Book, I think you keep him on the roster for now. Uh, I don't think, you know, the Saints have to get from 85 to 80 next week. I don't think he'll be in those five people that get cut. I think there's plenty of other people you get rid of first. But going from 80 to 53, definitely don't think he'll make that mark. But we'll just see. Now, we talked about lots of bad Let's talk about the good things. And there were some definitely some good things in this game, uh, more so than last week. You know, more saw more of the offense, which was a good thing, a very good thing. I spent a lot of this game because there wasn't a lot of offensive players in the game that, you know, are going to have any impact on the long-term season. But Trevor Penning played a solid, solid amount of this game. And Cesar Ruiz as well. And I will say... Trevor Penning had a phenomenal game. Now, there was definitely some room for, you know, improvement. There's definitely some room for other things. And, you know, he wasn't perfect, but he was very, very good. And, you know, Pro Football Focus had him at, had him at a, a 90 grade last week. Uh, I think he had a 90 grade this week. And I would, you know, bump that down to like 80, 85, honestly. But he was very, very good. And I posted some video on Twitter of him, you know, getting his hands on someone, like I've talked about, and driving him downfield, and the play is all the way to the right. It's not even close to him, but still finishes the play, pancakes him, and then just lays on him. And then it got some comments from Packers fans like, that's a holding. That, that you, can't, you can't do that. Here's some news. You can, and he will. That's where he's going to make his mark in the league, pancaking people, using his strength. And John Stinchcomb talked about it a lot on the broadcast that, you know, 
Penning has all the intangibles to be an all-pro in this league. The thing that he doesn't have is technique. And he'll get that. You know, Doug Marone, Zach Schief will do a good job with him. Um, ironing him out and making him more of a from raw talent to something that's more ready to play right now. Does he beat out James Hurst before week one? I still don't think so. But this game was definitely a step forward from last week. There was no obvious, you know, blown uh, assignments from him. He had some good plays against, you know, stunts. Uh, a defensive tackle rushed to the outside. He picked him up, and then he had a rush from the inside that he he picked up, and Book was able to find someone for a first down. So I thought he did play really, really well. And uh, a clip that stood out to me was, you know, Penning and Ruiz were the main two stars in the offensive line that, you know, you want to you want to see more of, and we did. There was a play. And I'll have to go back and find it. But uh, I think the play was pretty harmless too. But Penning blocks downfield, blocks his guy, gets him on the ground, shoves him again, and just dominates him. And then in comes Ruiz and just blows up his guy. And it's like a, it's a pancake party. It's freaking IHOP on the left side of the line with Ruiz coming over. And it was like that is what you want to see from those guys is effort plays and things like that. So seeing Ruiz and Penning have a good game, that was good for me to see. Um, and moving forward, you know, they got to keep doing that. You got to keep st- stacking days and stacking practices and stacking games. And I think that they did do that. So really good to see Penning take a step forward. I'll have to go back and watch the tape for sure to say whether or not, you know, that he's figuring it out. But I think that, you know, he did take a stride this week for sure. I have a couple more people that I was happy to see on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, first one, Chris Olave. Congrats, first touchdown in the NFL, first of many. You know, not official, but uh, still good to see him in the end zone. He played a good amount of this game, had three targets, two receptions, 28 yards, and obviously that 28-yard touchdown, or the 20-yard touchdown. Um, that play that he had, I mean, it looked like a great route, looked like it was completely planned. That was an off-schedule throw. Ian Book talked about this. This was a little stick route. He wanted to get inside and back to the numbers and got kind of back to the sideline. But the defense that they ran, you know, Alave hit the stick route. You can go back and watch. He, hit, he, you know, stopped, broke down his route, cut back, and he bumps into someone. And then just from feeling and looking around, he cuts to the end zone because he can see that's where the hole is and that from whatever coverage they were running in that situation that the end zone's wide open. He cuts up field. Uh, Book's able to scramble and hit him on the pass, perfect pass, and you know that just shows that he's like a veteran. Like you don't have to necessarily run your route if it's if it's not going to work, if it's not going to be there. If there's green grass ahead of you, I mean, go ahead. And he he obviously knew what coverage it was. He understood the assignment, found the end zone. So cool to see him have a more significant role this week and play some more snaps. That definitely is good for him. Uh, just to see, you know, how it is in the NFL, and so far. Uh, one of the best Big Ten touchdown getters of all time. Found the end zone pretty quickly in his NFL career. So that's really cool to see first off. Um, but second off, Dwayne Washington didn't play in this game. I don't know if it's injury related or, you know, he doesn't really fit in the in the names that were not playing because they were too good to play, quote unquote too good. Uh, so I think it was probably injury related because I don't think, you know, you – you necessarily don't play him just because he's a lock on special teams. I don't know. Um, but Tony Jones had a great, great game. I thought he was really good, not just in the running game, but special teams. And that's what is going to keep him you know, in this running back three race. And obviously, we didn't get to see Dwayne Washington today, 
But I'm going to pencil in Tony Jones as running back three. I thought he's proven that to me. Delane was, you know, better, quote-unquote, better last week in the Texans game. But, you know, he played with the starters more so like Andy Dalton and Pete and guys like that than uh, Tony Jones did. I thought Tony Jones was great. Uh, he had three carries, 20 yards. But in the special teams, he was very good. And that's what you want to see from a running back three. And I don't think a running back three position is as concerning as it was a few weeks ago, necessarily with Kamara's suspension or whatnot. So, um, yeah, two special teams tackles for Tony Jones. I was really impressed with him. And I think those were the three or four main offensive guys that, you know, I was really happy about. Switching over to the defensive side of the ball, I mean, it wasn't, you know, the best performance. It wasn't the worst performance. Uh, Jordan Love played a majority of this game, and I thought he played really, really well. He looked good out there making all the reads and the throws they needed to make. Uh, he went tall for 24, 113 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was later replaced by LSU legend Danny Etling, who went one for one, zero yards, but had a carry, a uh, 51-yard carry for a touchdown. Um, not what you want to see. But, you know, the, it, it was a up-and-down game for the defense. You know, they made the stops they needed to make. But at the end of the day, too many penalties that were killer, killer penalties. It really should have been a completely different game. You know, the Saints had the Packers backed up. It was third third and long. Um, more of a mental mistake for Malcolm Roach. He hits Jordan Love and then hits him again as, as the ball is already long gone. And obviously they're going to call that every single time. And they did and it ended up resulting in a touchdown. So we're looking at a completely different game if, you know, Malcolm Roach just pulls off and doesn't, you know, go for a second hit on Jordan Love. So that was rough. And, you know, there was some... Sometimes where there were some coverage errors, there were some rushing errors that'll happen in a preseason game. A uh, guy that stood out to me was newly signed John Bostick. You know, he came in a little bit later in the game, had six tackles. He looked solid in, in coverage. He looked solid in the run game. I think he could be a, definitely be a guy that, you know, could come and step in and uh, make this roster. And I was impressed with him. I was, again, impressed with Eric Wilson. I thought he was really good. You know, we were talking about Chase Hansen a lot last week. Not this week. You know, he was... Not as good, obviously, as he was last week. Missed some key tackles. There were some times where he was in some gaps that he wasn't supposed to be in, and there were some, you know, sometimes he'd be in the gap and then miss a tackle. Uh, just not the best game for him. Zach Bond played a little bit at two tackles. Didn't really notice him a lot. But I think, you know, Eric Wilson and John Bostick are two guys that should be, you know, in the running to make this roster at that linebacker position. So I thought they both had a really, really good game. Um, Taco Charlton had a, had a pretty solid game. Four tackles and a sack. So, but there wasn't a lot from this defensive front. I thought Tuttle and Malcolm Roach, besides the penalty, were, were good and solid. Um, but, I mean, you know, not a whole lot to, to find in this game. Um, from the defensive side of the ball, just really, really messy at times. So, that's got to get cleaned up. The penalties got to get cleaned up. The mental mistakes got to get cleaned up. And the, all the other mistakes, they, they got to get cleaned up and... This is why we play preseason is to get these things out of the way. But uh, nonetheless, it was a, I think it was a really productive week for the Saints just in general. You went to Green Bay. You traveled for a week. You were away from your family. And you competed against a team that won 12 games last year. And it felt like at practice when the when the best guys were on the, on the field that you got the better of them. And obviously this weekend, this Friday, we did not win this game. And we'll move on to, you know, the Chargers next week in the Dome. And, I'm really looking forward to that, but um, 
really productive week for the Saints just in general to go up against different guys and it felt like practice starting to get a little rowdy some fights were getting started here and there and that's just going to happen when you go against the same guys over and over and over again you want to just go out there and hit someone else and Tyron Matthew talked a lot about that just it's good to see how we match up against other people and especially you know top guys at their positions so the Packers are a great team to have a joint practice with Green Bay weather wasn't the best for the Saints it was you know, kind of gross out. Today was raining. It was pouring for a certain bit of time. But, you know, it's team bonding as well. Uh, there was tons of cool, you know, experiences that the Saints had this weekend. Cesar Garner-Johnson had a little, you know, Madden live stream that included, like, Tyron Matthew, Sean, uh, Marshall Lattimore. Some other guys were there as well. So, uh, just cool to see the team kind of bond and have a good relationship. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be moving on to the Chargers this week in the Dome. Really looking forward to that and looking forward to see, you know, can we see more of these veteran star players play this game and how that's going to work. But, you know, I think the staff wanted to see what they saw. So, unfortunately, this week they have to cut five people to get their roster down to 80. And later this month, they'll have to get all the way down to 53. So, it's going to be a process to get down there. And this last preseason game is going to be huge for a ton of people on the brink of making this roster. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Quick reaction after the after the game. You know, lots of things stood out to us. Um, but we'll catch you guys next week previewing the Chargers game, what that could look like, uh, how the practice went, injuries, and all that. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Always appreciate the love and support. I'll see you guys next episode. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Let's go! We on a road! Don't we know?